The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Nozer Daf Lamedalid, and we are up to the Mishnah on Daf Lamedalid Omedalid. So the Mishnah on Daf Lamedalid, the last Mishnah, Perak Yeshamai, is a continuation of the previous Mishnah on Daf Lamed Beis Omed Beis. So the Mishnah there discussed six people sitting together, and a Yid is walking towards them from afar, and apparently a conversation broke out. And as to who exactly that person is. One person says it's Ruvain, the other person says it's not Ruvain. So to prove their point of how certain they were of who they thought this person was, the one who said it's Ruvain said, Hareini Nazar, that it's Ruvain. The other person said, Hareini Nazar, that it's not Ruvain. Third person who's sitting there said, Hareini Nazar, that one of you are a Nazar. Hareini Nazar, that one of you is not a Nazar. The fifth person said, Hareini Nazar, that you're both Nazirin. The sixth person said, Hareini Nazar, that you're not Nazirin. Machloik is Bishamay and Bishilu what Allah is. Bishamay says, Kula Nazirim, they're all going to be Nazirim. Bishilu said, Enoi Nazir, Elamishalay, Neskaimudvarim. And the way the Gemara amended the Lashon of Bishilu, Enoi Nazir, Elamisha, Neskaimudvarim. What's the Machloik is Bisham Bishilu? Whether they're all Nazirim or only the person who got it right is going to be a Nazir? Mishnah said it's the same machloikis Beisham and Bissol that we had throughout the parak. Beisham holds hektish betoyz havi hektish. Beisul holds hektish betoyz loy havi hektish. So the one that said I read Nazar but got it wrong was essentially mekabel nazirus betoyz hektish betoyz havi hektish. So to nazirus betoyz havi nazirus. We spoke out some raid toisvis earlier in the Masechta Daftasam and Aleph. The Rital Gazi, Rafutner, and Teres Hanazar. What the connection is between nazirus and hektish? But either way, if hektish betoyz havi hektish, so to nazirus betoyz havi nazirus. So this yid was makabel nazirus betoyz. Therefore, they'll all be nazir. Besul holds hektish betoyz loy havi hektish. As a result, nazirus betoyz loy havi nazirus. And therefore, none of them are going to be nazir. That was the first machlek is mentioned in the Mishnah. Second machlek is mentioned in the Mishnah is if this person, as he's coming close, drama, we're going to find out who's going to be another, takes a left turn, and now we have no idea who he is. So what's the halacha now? Again, a machloik is in the Mishnah. One manda Omar, who was nameless, the Gemara is attributed to Rabbi Yehuda, said, no one's going to be another. Rabbi Shimon, I mean, Rabbi Shimon in the Mishnah says, no, that each one of these six people are going to be a Suffolk Nazar. If you're a Suffolk Nazar, you can never bring your carbonus. What do you do? You could be Makabam Naziras bin Adava and then bring your Karbanas Mimanovshach. If I was a Nazar, so I'm bringing my Karbanas from my Naziras Chayva. If I was not a Nazar, then I'm going to bring my Karbanas now from my Naziras Nadava. The one that, what's this machlekes? Whether you're a Nazar Misafik and not a Nazar Misafik, it's the general machlekes that we've had throughout Masechtas Nazar, and we saw Masechtas Adarim as well, and that is, does a person get himself involved in a Suffolk Naziris or not? Why would you not get yourself involved in a Suffolk Naziris? Because Suffolk Naziris is really more chamer than Vade Naziris. Vade Naziris is a way out. Suffolk Naziris, unless you make this tonight, there really is no way out. So it's for that reason that Rabbi Yehuda holds that a Suffolk Nazar, although it's a parsha chamura. It's a parsha mida iraisa. Suffolk naziris lahakel. Shimon argues with Shimon holds Suffolk naziris is going to be lahakel. So this case is a case of Suffolk naziris. You have six Suffolk nazirim over here because it was a Suffolk whether it was Reuven whether it was not Reuven. Thus, it's a Suffolk whether the first person's a nazir, the second person's a nazir. You have a Suffolk nazirim. If you hold Suffolk naziris lahakel. No one will be a Nazar. If you hold Suffolk Nazir, they'll all be a Nazar. So, two distinct Machlikis, and in this case, 
mentioned in the Mishnah. First, Machlekes B'Shayim B'Shilo, or the Hektish Peto is Havi Hektish, or Loi Havi Hektish. The second, Machlekes Rav Yehudin Rav Shimin, where the Suffolk Nazirus Lahakil, or Suffolk Nazirus Lahachma. So we have now a very similar Mishnah. In this Mishnah, there weren't six people sitting around having lunch, there were nine people. So nine people sitting around, and all of a sudden, a Kvi passes by. Now, a Kvi was an animal that Chazal were uncertain whether it was a Chaya or was a Behemoth. And it comes up, that's cool, other place in Shaz, whether we treat it as a chayi behemah, chayis and behemahs have different halachas in the Torah. So, oisoi ve'espinoi, you have the halacha of kisa yadam. So, there's a shayu in the Gemara, whether a kfi is a chayi behemah. So, they're sitting around, a kfi passes by. But Omar, the first person said, Harini nazar shaz a chayi. I'm a nazar if it's a chayi. The other person said, Harini nazar shaz a ini chayi. The third person said, Harini nazar shaz a behemah. The fourth person said, Harini nazar shaz a behemah. The fifth person said, Harini the sixth person said, The seventh person said, We really maxed out all our possibilities. So the seventh person said, I'm a Nazar if one of you are a Nazar. The eighth person said, And the ninth person, not to feel left out, said, So the Mishnah says, Explain the Rishonim. There's two ways really to learn this Mishnah. You could say that the Mishnah is going according to Beisham, right? In the previous Mishnah, who holds Hektish Betoyz Havi Hektish. And the reason Kulon Nazirim is because although they, some of these people got it wrong, but it doesn't matter. It's a hektish betoys or a nazirus betoys. Havi hektish. That's shitas bejamai. That's one way to learn the Mishnah. The other way to learn the Mishnah would be that it's a suffix. We really don't know. And this is a suffix that will never be able to be poshid. Because we really, Chazal didn't know halachically whether the kvi is a chaya or the kvi is a behemoth. So this would be analogous to the person who started coming towards the group of people, then made a left turn, and we never knew exactly who he was. So Kula Nizirim, because it's a Suffolk, and the Mishnah is going according to Reb Shimon mentioned in the previous Mishnah, that when you have a Suffolk, even Beis Hillel will be Moida, that Kula Nizirim. Not Kula Nizirim Mivadai, but rather Kula Nizirim Misafik, says the Rosh. So if you have an option to learn the Mishnah like Bishamai or Aliba de Beisilol, according to Reb Shimon, naturally we're going to learn the Mishnah like Beisilol, Aliba de Reb Shimon, because Beishamai b'mokam Beisilol ain't a Mishnah, no pun intended. So that in this case, the shot in the Mishnah would be that being that we have a Suffolk and we have no way to be pushed the Suffolk, it's like when the Yid took a turn, we have no idea who he is. Suffolk Nazirus Lahachmer, it's not Mishnah like Reb Shimon, that Suffolk Nazirus Lahachmer says the Gemara Tani Chado, there were two Brises that mentioned this same halach in the Mishnah, but the Girsa, the Nusach, and the two Brises were different. One Brisa said, Tisha Nazirim, that all nine people are Nazirim. Vatanyidach, there was another Brisa that had a different Nusach, subtlety, but different. Tisha Nazirios, that we're discussing one person who said all nine of these things, and that one person is going to have to now observe nine different Nazirios. So the Gemara says, Bishlaim, Tisha Nazirim, Bishlaim, I understand the version, the Girs and the Brisa that said there are nine Nazirim going to have a There were nine people. The Itfis, the Ozelbe, nine people. Spoke. The first person said, The second person, etc., etc. Each person was Makabal of Suffolk Nazirus. Suffolk Nazirus, Lahachmer, and therefore they're all going to be Nazirim. But the Gersa, the Bryce, that says it was one person who said all nine of these things, and because he made nine different Haflois Nazirus, therefore he has to observe nine Nazirus. How does that make sense? Explains the question. If you want to tell me six, 
that one person could be makabal six of these Naziris. I get it. Get it not. The first six. household. So if a person would say, Harini Nazir, Shazachai, and then the same exact person would say, Harini Nazir, Shazachai, and then the same person would say, Harini Nazir, Shazachai. So although he's somewhat redundant, it doesn't matter. It's six different, albeit repetitive to a certain degree, Kabbalah's Naziris. He has to observe each one. There's no reason he shouldn't. But the question is, Avotlas, the last three, Hechi Meshkachas law, and why do the last three not work? Because what did he say? What's the Lushen of the last three? Hareini Nazir She'echod Mikem Nazir. You're talking to yourself in the third person, right? So it sounds like it's someone else describing the previous Kabbalah's Naziris. If it's one person that was Makabal all the Naziris, then just the Lushen, the language of the Mishnah makes no sense. Hareini Nazir She'echod Mikem Nazir, or Hareini Nazir She'echod it sounds like it's somebody else talking. Omer Rav Sheshes, just adds one final piece to this uh, eccentric story, and that is, it's talking, going to Omer Hareini Nazir, the Naziris Akalalai, the Braisa that said, Teisha Naziris, that one person was Makabal nine Naziris, is talking about where nine people were sitting together having a picnic. And then they all decided to be Makabal Naziris, albeit in this very unclear, ambiguous fashion. One other person, a tenth person, came by and he said, I will be Makabal the Naziris, connected all the Naziris that you were Makabal. I think that the Allah of the Mishnah is that there are nine Nazirim. And I was now Makabal Naziris, connected what all nine of you were Makabal. And so that reason, I too will now have to observe nine Naziris. So what the point of all these nuances in the Mishnah and in the Gebraisa is, that's something that's Sarkbir, that's something that we need to figure out. Sounds like more of a riddle than anything else, but we're applying hardcore fundamental Nazar halachas to make sense of these Mishnayas, the sugi of Hektish Betayis Havi Hektish, which is from the more difficult sugis in Shas, the sugi of Sofik Nazirus Lahakil, Sofik Nazirus Lahachmer, which is also from the more difficult sugis in Mesachtis Nazar. But either way, you just have to put the pieces together to make sense of these last two Mishnayas and of these Brises. And on that note, Hadrun Aloch Beishamai. Next. Perik. So the next Perik, Perik Shloisha Minim, discusses the halacha of a Nazar that's not allowed to eat anything that's Yotzeh Minagefes. Anything that comes from grapes or from a, a vineyard is Asr in the Torah. So if you look in the Psukim in the Torah, so no elaborate Hakdamo, but if you look in the Psukim in the Torah, so we mentioned this already in the beginning of the Masech. The Torah is very wordy when it describes the Isra, right? There's three primary Yisurim that a Nazar has, as the Mishnah is about to say. A Nazar is not allowed to be Metamal Mace. A Nazar is not allowed to cut his hair. There's an Isra to Glachas. And a Nazar is also not allowed to eat anything that's Yotzeh Min HaGefen. But when the Torah describes the Isra to eat a Yotzeh Min HaGefen, again, very wordy. I'll read it inside. Mi Yayim V'Sheichar Yazer. Let's touch it. Yayim means wine. Sheichar. So Sheichar often means beer. But when the Torah says Sheikhar, that's not what it means. If you look at the Unkelis, Mechamar Chadas Ve'atik. Chamar Chadas means new wine. Chamar Atik means aged wine. So we're talking about wine. The only Isser that a Nazar has to drink is wine. He's, not, he's allowed to drink other alcoholic beverages. So you could drink vodka, you could drink scotch, bourbon, tequila, you name it, he could drink it. The only thing he can't drink is wine. And when the Torah says, Yayin V'Sheichar, it means new wine and aged wine. Chaymetz Yayin V'Chaymetz Sheichar Le'ishter. Not only can he not drink it when it's in wine form, but Chaymetz, when it's vinegar, the vinegar of wine, the vinegar of Sheichar is also something he's not allowed to drink. V'chol Mishras Anavon Le'ishter. So if you have grapes and it's sat in water, for example, or juice or some other 
object, you wouldn't be able to drink that either. Incidentally, the Gemara learns from this Pasuk, the well-known halacha of Tam Ke'ikr. The sugi of Tam Ke'ikr is mentioned in a few places in Shas. Of course, Chulin, Avedizara, one of the places that the Suk Psachim is Mesechtes Nazar. We're going to have three blat of Tam Ke'ikr, hardcore, Basavachal of Taruva Sugi is coming up in the next week or two. Based on this Pasuk of Echal Mishras Anavav this is one of the Mekoyers in the Torah to the Sugi of Tam Ke'ikr. So a Nazar cannot drink a mixture that has in it some anovim, because the little bit of anovim that's in it, if it's noisein tam into the tarubas, then it creates problems. Additionally, the anovim lachim vivation layechal. He's also not allowed to drink anovim, that's eat, I'm sorry, grapes that are either moist or dry. Kol yumein Israel, while he's an ozer, mikol Anything that comes from Gevin Ayayin, he's not allowed to eat. And the Torah, again, mechartzanim v'azag lo yeicho. What a chartzanim v'azag, the Mishnah is going to clarify that. So we have two psokim that describes a lot of different variations of something that's Yitzim and Agefen that the Noz Nalari, Yayin, the Sheikhar, Chaymet Yayin, and Chaymet Sheikhar, that's four. Mishnah Sanovim is fine. Anovim Lachim, that's seven. Chatzanim and Zag is nine. And then you have the more general Pasik of Mikol Asher Yeyosem Megefen Ayayim. Says the Mishnah. So I should be the Master of Benazar. There are three things that a Nazar is not allowed to do. Hatomo v'hatiglachas v'nayitzim v'nagefen. A Nazar is not allowed to be metamal amaze. What happens if a Nazar is metamal amaze? Soyser is Nazirus. There are certain Tomas Mays that is Soyser the Nazirus, which means Yom Rishan and Yippul, the Nazar would have to start counting his Israel over again, but not every Tomas Mays. But Shlosh, again, Satoma, that's number one. The Glachas, he's not allowed to cut his hair. Is it only the hair of his head? What about the hair from the rest of his body? We spoke out from the Rishonim, it's only the hair of his head. In contrast to the Mitzayra, for example, whose mitzvahs to Glachas, the Shlomas Nazirusa was to cut all the hair of his body. There the Torah says in the Furish. But wherever the Torah talks about hair regarding the Nazar, whether it's the Isser, the Sarlo Yavar, Al Roishoy, or whether it's the mitzvahs to Glachas, there too the Torah says that it's Sar Roishoy. The Torah always emphasizes the hair, and it says it's a Rajman, the Chuva, that the Rajman says if you look at the Loshoyness that the Torah mentions, Regarding the mitzvahs teglachas and the isa teglachas of a nazar, and compare it to the mitzvahs teglachas of a mitzvah, it's not the same language. It's because by mitzvah, the emphasis on the hair of his body, as opposed to the nazar, it's dafka, the hair of his head. Kodeshia, gadol peret, something related to the saroisha, you find that continuously emphasized in the parish of the nazar. And finally, vayyotzim and agefen. So the Mishnah goes into detail to describe the Issa Yotzim and Agefen. V'chola Yotzim and Agefen mitztarfim ze'im ze'. So, naturally, the only time you're over any Isser macholis asuroi, so the only time you get punished, Malkis, for macholis asuroi, is if you eat a shir. What's the shir achilo? Shir malachol amesh v'sinai. It's usually a kezayis. So what if somebody would eat a little bit of anovim lachim, and then a little bit of anovim yevashim, a little bit of chartsan, a little bit of zog. So you add it all together, you get a kezayis. Mishnah says, kol ayotzim and agefen, mitzdar from zem zem. Another malachol. Ve'en chayv at sheyoychol min ha'anovim kezayis. The shir achilo is kezayis. Now although the Mishnah says, at sheyoychol min ha'anovim kezayis, anovim is lavdafk. It means that any macholis asuroi's of Yotzim and Agathen that the Nazar eats, the shear is Kezayis as opposed to some other shear. What about wine? What's the shear for drinking wine? Kezayis is a shear for solids. Wine is a liquid. What's the shear going to be then? So Mishnah was of the opinion that the shear for a Nazar is revealed. So we'll talk more about Rabbi Kiva Shita. Rabbi Kiva Shita is that if somebody would take bread and he would soak it in wine, and the wine would now be mashlam, the shir kezayis, for the bread, so the bread somehow got bigger, 
to the point that it's a shir zayis, then you would be over the isr shtiyas yayin. Not allowed to eat bread, he's just not allowed to drink wine. How much wine? There has to be a shear. So ordinarily, when you think of a shear of liquids, you think in terms of revias, etc. But over here, there's an idea that the yayin can somehow be mashlim, a shear that's ordinarily attributed to solid foods, to ichlin, not to mashkin, and that would be the shear for shtiyas yayin. Another halacha. You don't have to eat a little bit of anovim lachem, a little bit of anovim lachem in order to be chayev. If all you eat is anovim, you eat a kezayis, you're chayev, you're going to get malchus. If all you eat was zogim, chatsanim, etc., you're going to get malchus. But not everybody agrees with that. If you eat chatsanim and zog, then you're only over if you eat two chatsanim, and Zog. What are Chatzanim and Zog? So that's the Mishnah's next question. The Chatzanim are the skin of the grapes. It's the pit. Rabbi Akiva, or the inside of it. No, Rabbi Yaisi argues. Rabbi Yaisi says, No, it's the other way around. The Zogim is the outside. The Chatzanim is the inside. And Shaloi Tita, you want a good way to remember this? Kizug Shal Think of the bell that people used to put, the merchants used to put the bell around the animal, right, when they used to take it into the shuk, so it should make noise, so people should see their very nice, fancy animal, people potentially would want to buy it, so the bell itself, achitzayin, the outer part of the bell is called the zug, and the pinimi, the inside of the bell is called the inbal, so just like the outside part of the bell is called the zug, so too zogim is the outside part of the grape. That's a good way to remember. So the Mishnah said, right, the beginning of the Mishnah. It sounds like only something that comes from a gefen is also. But what about the gefen itself? What if somebody eats the, uh, one of the vines of the vineyard? Would you be Oiver or not, assuming it's Roy Lachilah. It sounds like not. Only Yoitse Mina Geffen. So you start with the grape, and anything that comes from the grape, that's going to be a problem. But the Geffen itself, that's the actual vineyard. For that itself, eat one of the branches, one of the Lulavin. For that, you're not going to be over. Says the Gemara, Masis like Rebeliaz, Mishnah like Rebeliaz, Tangle, Enterprise, Rebeliaz, Amen, Afilu Olim, Velulavin, Bemashma. Even if you eat the Olim and the Lulavin, still you're going to be over the Isser, meaning it's Lavdafka. So the mission that says is the Lake Some had this raya that the mission is not Rabbi Lazar, not from the Rishon, from the Sefer. What does Sefer say? The next line of the Mishnah said you only chayev if you eat a kezayis. The Mishnah said anovim. We said anovim is lavdafko. But it sounds like min anovim imi agefen It's lavdafko because you're also going to be chayv feed a kezayis of chartsanim or zog. Yayin, etc. But it is dafka to the extent that it begins with anovim and anything that comes from anovim. But on the lulovin and on the alun level, there, not. The maikomifliki. What's the machlikis? So again, the Mishnah said, Hayyotzim and Agafim. You see it in the Reisha, you see it in the Seifa. The Reisha said, Vachola Yotzim and Agafim, it's star from Zemzet. Sounds like only Yotzim and Agafim, not the Gafim itself. The Seifa says, It sounds like dafka anovim, but not the vines themselves. So we have two rayas from the Mishnah. No, that when the Mishnah says that when the Torah says that a Nazanala to eat Gethin, etc., it means Dafka 
the grapes and what comes from it, but not the actual vineyard itself. It's both the loike rabalazar, so balazar shita is, the yichayef an lulavim and anof. So says the Micah Mephilgi, what is the bukar of the machloikis, rabalazar and the chachamim? So says the Gemara, rabalazar and the chachamim argue in a machloikis that's literally oimid beruma shaloyim. Rabalazar darish, ribuyi umiyuti, rabbonan darshi, kloli uprat. There's a machloikis in shas. Whenever the Torah mentions an Isser, states an Isser, and the Torah states it in general terms, and then also in specific terms. So how do you marry those two? For example, our parasha itself. The Torah made a general statement. It said, Mikol So it sounds like anything that comes from Gefenayayin is going to be Yasser. Anything means anything. Koyol. But at the same time, the Torah also went into detail to describe certain things like coming from Yain, such as Yain v'Sheicher, Chaimetz Yain v'Chaimetz Sheicher, Anovim, Lachim, Vyevation, Chartzanim, Zog. So on the one hand, the Torah made a general statement, but then again, if the general statement is meant to be taken literally, then why does the Torah have to go into specifics? Just say Mikolash Yosem Yevon Yain, and I get it. I'll I know what comes from Gefanayayin. From the fact that the Torah then went into specifics is a raya that we don't just mean Mikola Shiyasim Gefanayayin, but it is limited somewhat. The question is, what is it limited to? So there's two very general, very broad approaches of how to look at a Pasik that mentions a general statement and then a specific statement. One is Klal Prat. The other one is Riboy Miet. So the better known applications of Klal Prat is that wherever you have a Klal, so the Torah would say, and then afterwards the Torah would mention Prat. So what is the man, the Amma that holds Klal Prat? Hold. Klal Prat. In If the Torah after the Prat would mention another Klal, then you have Klal Prat to Klal. So the second cloud includes more than just the prat. The cloud would imply everything. The prat says only the prat. And then the second cloud says not more than just the prat. How much more? As long as it's ke'en ha'prat, that's going to be included. That's if you hold klal prat to klal. If you hold riboy me at riboy, that's the other approach. That's the other way to look at it. Riboy would seem to be marba everything. Miot doesn't limited to only the Prat, which is the Manda Omar, who holds Klal Prat, that's what he holds, but rather Miut limits the Klal somewhat. What is it limited to? Anything that's not similar to the Miut is going to be excluded. Then, when you have the second Riboy, Riboy Miut Riboy, that's Marba more things. So now we had limited, when you had a riboy Miut, we limited things that were not similar to the Miut. Now we're going to mar- be Marba things that are not similar to the miyot, but something still has to be excluded, because if everything is included, then just say the klal. What's going to be excluded? One thing. Miyot tovarechot. That's the rule. So klal uprat, em bechal alamashe beprat. Riboyu miyot, you're memait, anything that's not similar to the miyot. Klal uprat uklal, em bechal eloke em mashe beprat. Riboyu miyot, riboy, you marbe everything, and you memait only one thing. That is the more conventional applications of Kalu Prata and Ribu Emiyot. And our sugya that's going to take us into tomorrow's life, and we'll speak more about it tomorrow, we're going to have a more unconventional approach. And that is what happens if you have the Miyot first and then the Riboy. Or if you have the Prat first and then you have the Klal. Or better, what if you have a Prat and a Klal and then a Prat? Or you have a Miyot and a Riboy 
and then a miyot. So that's where it gets interesting, and that's our sugya. But just generally speaking, what's going to emerge from the sugya is that the prat, klau u prat, is treated exactly like a klau prat to klau. That works for today's offer. Tomorrow's offer is a little more complicated. But a prat, because there is a subtle difference. But a prat, klal u prat, is treated like a klal prat to klal. So if a klal prat to klal is aim be klal elke majda be prat, u prat, klal u prat is the same thing. It's going to be aim be klal elke majda be prat. And if you have a klal u prat, aim be klal elo majda be prat, if you have a prat to klal, it's the same thing. Aim be <laughs> I lost you. With regards, that's why we speak our raid. When, as regards to riboy and miot, it's the same thing. Riboy and miot, and miot and riboy, it's hach, haina, it's haina hach. It's all the same thing. Incidentally, what's the halach? Or do we pass in klal u prat u klal? Or do we pass in riboy miot riboy? So if you say Rabbi Shmuel Oimer, so uh, if you start shachris by Baruch Shomai, you don't get to this. But if you start shachris with Rabbi Shmuel Oimer, so, well, you're supposed to start earlier than that. But Rabbi Shmuel said, Right? So, number four, number five, so it's right there. Six, seven, I don't think we get to that in our sugya. And then you have number eight, so a big chunk of Rabbi Shmuel's. Yud Gimel Midas deal with the Klal Prat. But clearly, Rabbi Shmuel didn't say Riboy Umiyot. He said Klal Prat. So we know, Halach Lamaisa, at least we pass in the 13 Midas of Rabbi Shmuel, so it's always going to be Klal Prat. But there are Manda Amram and Shas that are mentioned from time to time that didn't dash in Klal Prat. They dash in Riboy Umiyot. Now, our Parsha, the Parsha of Nazar, is a classic case of a Klal Prat. But it's really a prat u klalu prat. Again, what's the pasuk inside? Miyayin v'sheicha yazir. It's a prat. Yayin and sheicha is a prat of something that's it's been a gefer. Chaymet yayin, chaymet sheicha. That's a prat. Anovim lachem, anovim yveshim. These are all prats. Because it's a better way to say that. Because she yosim gefer nayayin is the klal pratim. Michatzan and vadzag is again a prat. See, a prat u klal u prat. So, how do you treat it? So, again, it depends on how you dash. It says the Gemara, but my commitment, Rebelaza Dorish, Ribuye umiute. Rabbon and Darshi, Klali u prati. Rebelaza Darshi, Dorish, Ribuye umiute, Miyayin Veshecha Yazer, Miut, etc. It's not the only Miut. You have a pasuk and a half of miyutin, and then mikol hashiyos megefen ayayin is a riba miyut u riba riba hakol my riba riba komili my miyut miyut shabishta. So we look at it as a it's a miyut v'riboy, which we said is the same as a riboy u miyut. So your marba everything your mamayit something that's not kein hamiyut, and in this case an example of something that will be mamayit is shabishta the shabishta is really not like all the miyut to mention because all the miyut to mention are roim lachilo the shabishta is a part of the vineyard that's not roim lachilo that's something that's clearly going to be excluded now if you notice Rabbi Lazar didn't darshan the second miyut he said riba miyut and then he stopped the truth is, there's another miyot. Right after Mikol Shias and Megef and Ayayin, the Torah says Mechatzan and Vadzak. So the Gemara is going to discuss it later, but the reason is, is because Rabbi Loza is going to use those words, Mechatzan and Vadzak, to teach me something else. So 
although it seems like a classic miut riboy miut, Rabbi Loza darshaned it as a miut riboy, and the bottom line is he was married by everything, and the only thing he was married were things that are not really lachilo. But as it relates to Arsugi, what was he marba? Lulovin and Olin. Although they're not literally that novim lachim, that novim yivation, but based on the methodology of riboy miut, so you only married things that are not mamish ke'en the prat, and in his opinion, that only excludes Shabishta or something similar to that. But if it's Roy Lachilo, it's going to be included. The Rabbanon argued, the Rabbanon who warm him might, all in and love him, they darshin kloli uprati. So, miyayin v'sheikha yazir prat. Mikolo shiyasim yagefen ayayin klal. And they don't need mechartzan and vadzag for something else. So they darshin mechartzan and vadzag as part of this klal prat uklal, or prat klal uprat. Mechartzan and vadzag chazar uprat. Parat uklal. Prat u klal u prat, yatadon elokena prat. Ma prat mefurish pri, upsilis pri, just like the prat is either a pri or it's the psilis of a pri. Afkol pri, upsilis pri. As opposed to the olin and the lulovin, which are not pri and they're not psilis pri. It's not a pri at all. It's just part of the picture, but it's not the actual pri. E ma prat mefurish pri gomor, afkol pri gomor. Maybe say klal prat to klal that it has to be a, a pri gomor. Amrit. Any pre-gomer that it could possibly mean was already mentioned in the Pasuk. Right? What would be an example of pre-gomer? Anovim lachem yuvishim? Hoksivi. The Torah said that. Ya'in v'choymetz? Hoksivi. So obviously the klal pratu klal was written to be marb something, something that's not mentioned before in the Torah. Eino lecholodun koloshin achrin el koloshin rishon. So most people would be marb something that's not mentioned. Loshin rishon, something that's Either that's something that's doyme to a pre or something that's doyme to the psoilas pre. So again, bottom line, we had a machlokes Rebbe Lozer and the Chachamim whether a nazar who eats the alin and the lulavin of a gethin is he over the isurei nazar? He gets malchus. He's not over the isurei nazar. He doesn't get malchus. What's the beer in the machlokes? The beer in the machlokes is how you darshan a klal prat relationship. Rebbe Lozer darshans riboy miut. In our parsha of nazar, it's a miut and a riboy. My riba riba akol, my miut shabesh to only something that's not roi lachilo, but anything else that is roi lachilo, even if it's not the pre, it's not the psoilus of pre, it doesn't matter, such as olam and they'll be included. The Rabbanon darshin, klal uprat. According to the Rabbanon, it's not a prat uklal, it's a prat uklal uprat. Prat uklal uprat is very similar to klal uprat uklal. Aim the klal elokein masha beprat. Keein masha beprat means similar to the protein that are mentioned in the Torah. What's mentioned in the Torah are all pre upsilus pre. Anything that's similar to a pre upsilus pre is going to be included. As it relates to our sugya, we don't need what's included, we need what's excluded. And what's excluded is olam velulovin, because the olam velulovin is not pre, it's not psilus pre, and as a result, they're both going to be excluded. But now the Gemara goes, he mentioned this b'risa, to just Explain the Makar to this Machlik Zerbalaz and Rabbanon, so the Gemara is going to elaborate on the Bryce a little bit. Miach, Shesafin, Ulrab, it's called Dover, Matam, Mudloimar, Mechatzan, Vazag. So the Gemara asks an interesting question. It's interesting in light of everything that we spoke at. What we spoke at was based on knowledge of the Maskonas of Gemara. The Gemara's question is why, according to the Chachamim, do you need the second Prat? Meaning, why couldn't it just say the Prat and Klal and know the same thing? Now, we just spoke at, it wouldn't work. Because Pratu Klal would be like a Klalu Prat. Ein b'chlal, elo masha b'prat. 
which is not what we want. We want it to be Eim Bechal Eloke Eim Mashebeprat, so that we can be marbe things that are not mentioned in the Torah. In order to do that, you need either a Klal Prat to Klal or a Prat Klal Prat. The Torah chose Prat Klal Prat. Why? We'll see on Davlamid Hay. But this is, we need the second Prat to create the Prat Klal Prat. So, but that's, the Gemara note is going to speak that out. If the point was to be marbe called over, what does it mean called over? Anything that's Ke'ena Prat, why do you need the second prat? Says the Pazik, because it's only because of the second prat, like we just spoke out, that we know that exactly. If you would only have a prat to cloud, you wouldn't be able to darshan. What it would be is the cloud would be moisiv ala prat, and all you would be left with is the prat. This is the Giloi. This is the Makar, the Kolatai Rakula, that a Pratu Klatu Prat Uklal Uprat is treated like a Klal Upratu Klal. And if you want it to be Ka'in, Mashab Prat, you need the second Prat. And that's why the Torah had to write the second Prat, because had it not written the second Prat, you wouldn't know. Anything that we just said. Oh my my! So the Bryce has said, "Ma prat mafurish priyub seilus pri." I've called priyub seilus pri. So according to the Chacham, we have a prat klalu prat, which again is similar to a klal prat to klal. So we're marbin not just what's mentioned in the Torah, but even things that are not mentioned in the Torah, things that are similar. How so? Just like the prat. What's the kein masha the prat? The prat is either a pri or a seilus pri. So to anything that's a priyub seilus pri. So the Gemara says, "Where do you see in the prat in the Torah pri and seilus pri pri envy?" Envy is a pre. Torah says, That's where you find the pre mentioned in the pride of the Torah. Where do you find the Psylus pre? Chaymetz. Chaymetz Yayin and Chaymetz Shechar, which I mentioned in the Torah. Chaymetz is vinegar. That's wine that's gone bad. That's Psylus. That's where you find the Psylus mentioned in the Pasuk. So that's what's mentioned. What do we darshan? Af kol pre and kol Psylus pre. What is that? Call that we only know because of the prat klat prat klalu prat, but it's not mentioned in version of the Torah. How do we know that? What is that? Af kol pri mahi guharki. So guharki is immature grapes, grapes that haven't grown up, they haven't ripened. Av kol the psoilus pri mahi, and what is the kol psoilus pri that would be marva from the prat klal uprat? Amrav kahana lasuye invi dichrin. That's coming to be marva grapes that have worms in them. So again, it's psoilus. It's not vinegar psoilus, it's a different type of psoilus. It's ke'en haprat. That's what we're coming to be marva. When it says in the Torah, va'ad zog, mechatsanem va'ad zog, so we're on the topic of being marba things. Mechatsanim ve'ad. The word ve'ad is probably coming to be marba something as well. Amr Rabbeinu, la'asuyeh de benabinai. What's benabinai? So if you look at the rush, rush says, pirusha benutam, that sometimes if you have a cluster of grapes, so there's big grapes and there's little grapes. So the bigger grapes are exposed to the sun. The little ones are, they're caught in between. So it's location, location, location. So the little grapes don't have any exposure to the sun and as a result, they don't ripen as properly. That's the benabinai. Amar mar, ima prat mefurish pri gomor, call pre gomor amrit in came kosov. So the brisa now is the gemara now is going to repeat this last part of the brisa that we just mentioned, and it's going to segue into tomorrow's daf. But we might as well just repeat it because uh, we have two minutes, and like this we can know we finished the daf. So amar avino amar mar ima prat mefurish pre gomor av call pre gomor amrit in came ma niyecha kosov imashmoi shloyomroi anovim lachal anovim yevesh and oxivi yayim v'choyim is oxivi. 
the last part of the Brayse that we just mentioned, and as you see, the Gemara and the Flamid Hay is going to continue to discuss this Brayse, not on Lamed Vav, but on Lamed Hay.